God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Holy family. Amen. So church family, what kind of spirit has led you during this Christmas season? Mm. Amen. Is it a spirit of selflessness or selfishness? Mm. You know, when we look at the beginning, when we look at Adam and Eve, we see how Adam and Eve were being selfish. They wanted to take rather than receive and give. And so we see how Abraham is chosen by God. He's favored to be someone who is filled with a spirit of selflessness yes. by being filled with faith. Eyes of faith that help him to draw reality as a gift from God. Mm. Everything as a gift. And when we look at the, the movie, the old movie, The Wizard of Oz, I'm sure we're all familiar with that movie. You see the, the, the wicked witch of the West, she has this selfishness. She wants to take the slippers of Dorothy. She sees that slippers and she envies her. She wants to take it from her, right? That's what she sees as, as valuable. She has this envy, and she has this spirit of selfishness. And so she's going everything she can to get that. You know, I think that we could be tempted likewise. During this Christmas season, we see so many things that the commercials of, of buying this or that product, and we want to get something. Because we think to ourselves, like, that's going to fill us up with joy. If we just get that one thing that we see in the store or on the, online, and it will give us a spirit of joy. But we realize that Christmas and the Holy Feast we celebrate today, the Holy Family, is that the Lord draws us to see the reality that God is our gift. Amen? Amen. 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 And the desires of our heart God sees the desires of our hearts, and he knows what will give us real joy, real peace. We see so many wars happening in Israel and other parts of the world. People having this anger and hatred and thinking that by overcoming and dominating over someone else, you can have that joy, you can have that peace by taking, by being selfish. But the Lord invites us to be selfless. And it's only faith that opens our eyes to this reality, that help us to see the desires in our heart. God will fulfill it. He will give us the desires of our heart. And it doesn't mean that we have to do all the work and thinking that it's always up to us. If we look with eyes of faith, when we turn to God, with faith, he gives us a desire for him. And that desire is what really gives us peace, gives us joy. And it helps us to relate to each other as a family. And so the Holy Family is that model. There's this model of faith to help us to be emptied of being selfish and, being self, and then be filled up with selflessness, to be filled with the Spirit of God. And so the Spirit leads us to this conclusion that the Lord is our gift and we are consecrated to Him. So in the temple, Our Lady and Saint Joseph, 
they brought our Lord to the Holy Temple. And he was redeemed. Yes. Meaning every child that was born had to be redeemed. Yes. Yes. So the offering had to be made. And so Our Lady and, and St. Joseph, they were required to give a lamb and a pigeon. But they only gave two pigeons, if you listen to the gospel, because of their poverty. They couldn't afford to pay to buy a lamb as an offering. So they gave only two pigeons. They really, they did give the lamb in the person of Jesus. Amen? Because he is the lamb of God. Amen. But why is it they lived in poverty? Why did Our Lady and St. Joseph and our Lord, why did they, as a holy family, live in this poverty? Why have this as the model? First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 says, the root of all evil is the love of money. Okay. Amen? Okay. Money is not evil, but the love of money is, all, is the root of all evil. So we see that the love of money is the root of all evil. Meaning that if we have this money, it can become an idol. Anything we have can become an idol. Where we are possessed by it, rather than we use it to serve God. Amen? Amen? So we can see how money can make us, if we focus on it and love it rather than God, we can become selfish. We can think that we can buy our happiness. We can buy someone else's love and affection. But we know the truth. Our human dignity realizes us that we are worth more than any amount of money. There's no money that can equate to our human life. Amen? Amen. So no one can buy love, can buy joy, buy peace. Money does not solve all of our problems. But we're tempted to think like that. We're tempted to think that, okay, the Spirit of the Lord says, if you get money, then you can buy X. And when you buy that, then you'll have peace, joy, happiness. A family that is filled with joy and happiness. But we know that's a false narrative. And so the Holy Family brings us to the true narrative. Yes. That God is the gift. Amen? Amen. Amen. When we have Jesus, we are not poor. Amen? When we don't have him, then we're poor. Because without him, we have no wealth. He is our wealth. He is our gift. God the Father gave us Jesus. And Our Lady and St. Joseph, they knew. They knew they were rich because they had Jesus. They understood their value was not based on money or what the spirit of the world says is happiness, is joy. So they were living in this, this poverty to give us that model, to say that we have to be detached from things. When we detach from things, we don't let things become an idol, something that we worship rather than worshiping God. So faith is what detaches us from being possessed of idolizing money or things in order to experience happiness. So by that faith, that spirit of faith, we become generous. 
So Abraham, he had all this wealth. He had all this livestock. He was wealthy. Right? And according to ancient custom, he was very wealthy because he had a lot of livestock. And he saw himself as being poor because he didn't have a child. He didn't have a son or a daughter to hand out down his faith and his wealth to the next generation. And only God could give him that gift. In his old age, he could not have a child. And he prayed, he prayed to God that he give him that gift of a child, the gift of life, to have a son, right? To have a child. And so he prayed, and God answered his prayer, the desire in his heart. He answered it. But he had to wait. And when God said to him, come out of your, your, your house, and he said, look up and see the stars, and you will have as many offspring as the stars in the sky. When God told him to do this, it wasn't at night. It was during the day. So why? The reason why God did this, he told him to come out and to look up at the sky during the day, not at night, is because it helped him to realize, wait a minute, the stars are there. They didn't disappear and appear. But yet, I don't see them. Come on. So God is always present. He hears the desires of our heart. He knows we want and hunger and thirst for peace, for joy. We want to feel whole. He hears the desires of our heart. And he answers it. But he does it in a way that will help us to not fall into sin, to not fall into temptation, to replace God with sin. And so Abraham had to wait. And don't we know that when we have to wait for something, we value it that much more. You know, they used to do a test, an uh, experiment for children. They wanted to, to see if this would uh, explain the behavior of, of adults. So what they did was they had all these children. They said, we'll give you one candy, one piece of candy, if you want it right now. We'll give it to you right now. But if you wait for 10 minutes, we'll give you two pieces of candy. You won't get two if you don't wait. You can have this one and only one immediately, or you can wait 10 minutes and you'll get two. So they did the test, and they, they tested each child. And they went to do research to see how each child developed into having their career, to see whether they were successful or not in their career, whatever profession. All the children that waited the 10 minutes were successful, if you go by definition of the world, in their career. They were successful in having a job and a career. And the ones that did it were not. It doesn't mean that just because you have that test, it's automatic, right? But it makes you to understand on a human level, just on a basic human level, that when we wait, when we're patient, it gives you a sense of self-denial. It gives you a sense of not being a spirit of entitlement. It gives you a sense of humility and to foresee the future, right? So faith helps us. God made Abraham wait. He didn't give him Isaac immediately, or Sarah. They had to wait. God said it would happen. And Abraham's like, what happened, Lord? I mean, 
I'm old now. He kept telling him, it will happen. Believe in me. And because he believed, it was credit to him righteousness. He was credited to him as a true believer. He passed the test of faith because he believed without seeing. He didn't see this until later on. After many, many years, God told him repeatedly, this will happen. God tells us so many often, right? When we say to our Father, he's going to give us our daily bread, right? When we come here to receive the body of Christ, we hear that Christ is our life. We receive eternal life yes. through the whole Eucharist. We receive the promise of our Lord. We don't see it physically. But like Abraham, we believe. Yes. And like Abraham, we receive what we believe even without seeing. So the greatest gift, the ultimate gift in the Holy Family experience is this union, this communion with God yes. in heaven. If we are faithful now to not allow money or things, possessions, cloud our heart and our soul and our vision, if we are weighed down with the world in our soul as the only reality, the world, what we see, this is our reality, then we lose out on the kingdom of heaven. We lose out on the reward that God wants to give us, that will make us whole, that will give us perfect joy, perfect peace, perfect happiness. It's not the world, the spirit of the world that can give us this. It's just a false advertising. That God advertised to us that the kingdom of heaven is this union with Christ, this union with God. Through faith, we acknowledge it. Through faith, we receive it in a small way here in the, and on earth. So faith, the F stands for focus. We focus on our true wealth in Christ. And the, the A in faith stands for the attitude of gratitude. Abraham knew that God gave him all of his livestock. He knew that he preserved him even after the famine, he was able to survive. And once he saw Isaac, his son, he saw this attitude of gratitude. When he saw these strangers, three strangers came to his house. They were not wealthy. They were not family. They were not friends. They were strangers. But because he had faith, this man, he bowed before them. He served them. He catered to them because of his faith in God. He wanted to be selfless, and he served these three individuals who were actually angels. It was the spirit of faith. He was consistent with that spirit of faith. So he had this attitude of gratitude, right? That's what the A stands for in faith. And the T is introspection. So when we look at our life, we have to, during this new year, we say, what are we going to do? We have a New Year's resolution, right? You said, we want to change this part of our life. You say, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to do whatever. Whatever we see as a negative, we want to turn into a positive, right? We want to do something positive in our life. We want to do something that's going to help us to grow with that goal. So our introspection. To be introspective is to see with eyes of faith, what does God want us to change in our life? Yes. Instead of what we want to change, yes. how about we pray about what God wants us to change. Lord, give me life. What sin 
is I'm becoming an idol? What sin is leading me away from my focus on you? What sin is making me be selfish? What sin is making me become envious or jealous? What is it that you want to root out in me? Lord, I know you can help me to see that sin, to repent from that sin and replace it with a virtue, replace the vice with a virtue. But we have to be introspective because God gives us what we ask for, right? When we ask for him to give us this is a sign of faith, is a sign of humility to say, what do you want, Lord, instead of what we want? And then the T in faith stands for theology. Theology means the study of God. The more we study our faith, the more we understand what God is revealing to us, what God wants of us, how we relate to God, how do we grow in virtue. So studying God by studying the catechism is the T in faith. And the H in faith is holiness. And the only way we become holy is by being human. By being human is what it means to be holy because Jesus is the perfect example of what it means to be human. Our Lady is one example. We're not called to be angels. We're called to be fully human. So God created us good. And he wants us to see how we can become good. Our hearts become more human when we strive for virtue, when we pray, when we practice virtue, when we are closer to Jesus, we become more fully human. Because that's what we created to become. We're not created to become angels. We don't die become angels. Being human is what God wants us to do. That a humanity that's without sin. Because sin is what makes us inhuman. It makes us become something that God didn't create. God created our humanity. Everything about our human nature is good, is holy. And so we are called to be fully human by looking at Jesus, by looking at the Holy Family. Jesus was born to a human family. He had Mary as his mother, St. Joseph as his foster father. Think about that. Like, he's promoting humanity. So by building human is by growing in virtue, by practicing what the Lord reveals to us, right? Having that communion, thinking about how we can serve each other, how we can build each other up instead of tear each other down. That's what God wants us to be. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm.